Hello, hello. I'm Lori LaCarle, your host for this cutting-edge telesummit, Raise Your Vibration About Alzheimer's. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to another awesome talk. Today, we'll explore living my own life. I don't have Alzheimer's with Sherry and Shara. Hi, Sherry. Hi. How are you? Thank you, Lori. I'm so delighted to be here. Well, thank you and welcome. I'm so thrilled that you're here. Believe me, I've been looking forward to this. And so have I. Great. Thank you so much. So, medical intuitive Sherry Anchara is founder of Quantum Pathic Center of Consciousness, developer of the Quantum Pathic Energy Method, and she develops such courses as Healing the Hurt at Your Core, From the Head to the Heart, Solar Plexus to the Feet, the Quantum Course, and workshops designed to support individuals and families to heal their emotional and physical issues. She has a private practice located in Scottsdale, Arizona, working with her clients all over the world from all walks of life, business owners, physicians, clinicians, healthcare providers, professionals, etc., to learn how to connect to their cellular memory by using their intuition to consciously take charge of their lives and no longer be influenced by limited belief systems and fears. They become the observers and the conscious creators of their lives. Currently, she is working on her sixth book, The Intelligence Code, and working on movie trilogy about the quantum pathic energy method. She's a contributor to many local and national publications, media, and hosted the weekly Conscious Healing online radio show for five years until 2010. Wow, that's quite a list. And I know it's only a piece of it. <laughs> well, for sure. But, you know, when you are more conscious, and that's what I assist people to do, the productivity in your life just excels and accelerates without getting overtired or overtaxed. Does that make sense? It makes sense, and it sounds fabulous. I'm sure that's why a lot of people are tuning in just to to get a grip on that. And I, I just love your work, and I'm so excited that you're sharing it with us today. Well, I'm so, delighted. Well, that's wonderful. So I know when we last spoke, uh, you were educating me, actually, on NEO, the Non-Emotional Observer. So uh, can you please share with us how to become NEO, the non-emotional observer, and still stay connected to our family member who has Alzheimer's? Yes. Um, this is one, I'll give you many, many tips and tools on how to do this. So first of all, well, let's look at the Alzheimer patient. They're going through their experience. They're going through their script or they're going through their contract. And, and when we support them, in a non-emotional way, we are able to now look at them as a person. In quantum physics, in order to change something or, or to look at it perhaps in different ways, not just one way, but different ways, you can begin to see changes or you will see things that you never saw before. And how to do that in quantum physics is become an observer. So what I do is teach the practical tools of quantum physics for everyday life. 
And so as you become Neo, non-emotional observer, and you cancel the contracts with the Alzheimer person in your life, that does not mean you are cutting them out of your life. What you're doing is seeing them as a person. So say it's your mother or your father or it could be a husband or a wife. You have put them in a role. We all do this to each other. Well, this is my father and this is how he's supposed to act, or this is my mother, my husband, or my wife. Mm-hmm. But they're not that person anymore. So when you cancel that contract, it doesn't mean you're cutting them out of your life. So I say that over and over again. But you're not putting them in, you know, like when you're doing a spreadsheet, you know, on QuickBooks, they're not in that column anymore. And so when you let go, not disconnect, disconnect means you get reconnected over and over and over again because they trigger you. But when you when you detach, you begin to appreciate their life. Mm. You can even go through some of their old pictures or maybe they had a diary. And this is certainly not, you know, being a peeping Tom. But what you're doing is you're going to appreciate it. So I teach people, individuals, and families, let's begin to look at each other as a unique individual because the truth is we really really lord don't know our families because we we don't we don't know what's going on inside of them even when we're children or teenagers or young adults because they might have some dreams or ideas that perhaps never came to fruition and they never talked about it because we have to be put into that role. Well, you know, I'm your big sister or I'm your little brother or, you know, you're my dad, you're my mom. But really, they had a ton of experiences in their life before you were even born or before you married them. And so when you begin to observe them and observe their life in a different way, the practical magic happens, you begin to observe your own self. So in quantum physics, there's a theory by Michio Keiko. He's an astrophysicist. You see him on TV all the time. And he said we vibrate at these strings at the molecular level, but they're really bands. So the bands work is that we are actually communicating with each other probably 98% of the time and only 2% of the time through uh, vocabulary or words or language. Wow. And so so if if we are frustrated with that Alzheimer's patient and it can be frustrating with anybody that's ill that okay. frustration builds up in you whoever the you is and then it will explode and they don't know what to do with this because their brain isn't operating and neither is their body. So that's where the heart comes in, which is the highest vibrational field in the body. And it's actually been proven by science. So when you become more heart-based, you can now appreciate them as a person. And yes, it's challenging. There's no doubt about it. And, And this actually assists the caregiver or the person that is taking care of them. And so now you have to take care of yourself as the caregiver. Mm. Wow. Doesn't that make sense? Oh, yes, absolutely. 
Wow. I love the points that you've made so far. I really do. It's just, <clears throat> pardon me, so many great ideas and concepts. That is just amazing. Wow. And I've... I and I've worked with many of my clients whose parents um, or spouse had Alzheimer's. And when I began to teach them the tools, they began, actually the Alzheimer's patient began to have a different connection. A different, so one of my clients, her mother didn't recognize her, you know, and, and she had Alzheimer's for eight years. And as her body, you know, started to break down and to fade, what my client would do is she knew some of the favorite things that her mother liked, whatever the favorite thing is. It could have been flowers. It could have been cookie. It could have been anything. So she would begin to converse with her through that particular item that she brought to the person. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because your body is the infant intelligence and intellect, really, not your computer brain, because that's shutting down from Alzheimer's. But the that's body right. has a memory. It still has a sensation. It still has a taste. It still has some of that left. And so she would connect with her that way. Or she'd mm -hmm. hold her hand, and she would just let her mother talk. And she'd even say, well, I don't really know who you are. And she'd say, well you know what, I'm just one of your new friends. Mm. Wow, that's sweet. Sad and sweet, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's sad, but yeah. you still are making that connection. Exactly. So that, you know, and, Absolutely, and, that's right. You know, if, you know, she could rub her feet or, you know, if someone like getting a pedicure, there is the <laughs> cellular memory in that body absolutely and you know that's i thank you so much for bringing all of this up because that is one of my big goals for this summit is to help all of us that are going through this um this issue this topic this experience to uh to know how to connect with our loved ones in different ways since you know a number of the regular ways, quote unquote, have been closed off to us, or at least usually are. Maybe not completely. You know, sometimes the you know the old person comes back for a little bit or whatever. But um, yeah, I just I love all of your ideas. That's incredible. Mm. And and when they do have those moments of clarity and cognition. That's when you can really like let go of your anger, and there is anger. There's no doubt about it, mm -hmm. or frustration, and mm -hmm. you just get fully present in the moment. I actually teach this. You know, we say I have too much time, too little time. Time's running out. Time's fleeting. Time's passing. I don't know where the time goes. It's not the truth. So if you right. look at it this way, and and I have my clients all write this down. They have memorized it. That time. In the space-time continuum, time is an increment of space in which to have an experience. Mm. So together today, we are in an increment of space and we're having experiences, a conversation, a connection with each other. So when that Alzheimer's person is having that increment of space where they're more clear, then you can connect to them through your heart, get out of your own head, which is a computer brain, and you can mm -hmm. see a difference. But but it's very cathartic for the caregiver, very cathartic. Yes, yes. 
because mm. you can mention, you know, remember when we did this or, geez, I remember when you did that. And exactly. that, and so this is what I tell everybody. How someone leaves is how they pick up. So if someone leaves when they're very angry or whatever, they're going to pick up that way. This, It's just how it works. So um, one of my clients, her father was transitioning from Alzheimer's and dementia. And so as he was going through those last stages, I would tell her, just talk to him. Even if he's sleeping, his body knows that you say, I'm so happy that you were my father, and I'm grateful that you were in my life. We might not have always gotten along. You know, that's what happens. That's right. But it's it's okay because we're individuals on our own individual journey, and we have shared part of our life. And if you look, when you've lived with your parents till you're 20, 21, whatever, that's really a small increment of your life compared to all the other things you've done. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. go to college or get married or have kids or whatever. And so when you get out of the idea that that's your parent and that it is a person, and, you know, maybe you would have liked them or not. It doesn't matter. That's but right. It, but it takes the pressure off the caregiver. Mm. And that way you can stay connected without the disconnect of anger, frustration, and whatever it could be, the all that emotional baggage. Wow. What a great point to take that take the pressure off the caregiver. Oof. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you can even appreciate what they're doing. You might not like it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you you have to give them the opportunity to be themselves, even if they're not themselves in your idea. That's right. Absolutely. And that's being Neo, not emotional observer. And it's so freeing for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I love that my client said, well, you know, it, when her mother said, I don't remember you, she said, well, you know what? I'm one of your new friends. Mm. Instead of going in, well, I'm your daughter. How come you don't remember me? Exactly. You know, yes, exactly. You know, I, call that, I, I call that, it goes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I call that being the pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> true yes well it's exactly no go ahead no you don't have to convince them who you are that's right that's right and don't try to convince them who they aren't don't convince them who they aren't anymore yeah yeah exactly well like you said too it it takes such stress off the caregiver and if you're not trying to convince them of who you are who they are supposed to be anyway you know it takes the stress off of them too and it it it, you know it prevents a lot of anger from coming up as well absolutely i uh, that is absolutely the truth you are giving them uh, lori the opportunity to go through whatever they're going through more stress-free as well as yourself. Mm. I mean, my client went through it with her mother for eight years, you know, as the decline came where she was more cognitive and little by little she get for, and then until finally toward the end, you know, the, the last couple months, you know, there was, even though she was eating and she'd be up and doing things, there, there, she, she just wasn't connected. So mm. it's really, it's, the the L, the Alzheimer's patient isn't going to take the stress off you. You must take it off yourself. Exactly, exactly. 
And they would if they could. I know with my mom, she's always worried about my dad. So, you know, she certainly would take that stress off if she could, you know. Totally. But they can't. And they're exactly. they're in their own space, in that increment of time, which is an increment of space in which they have an experience. Mm-hmm. And they're having a different experience. That's right. It's And actually, it be, you become more connected with more compassion to that person. Because the truth is, if it was reversed, look at it. If it What if it was you? Exactly. What if, was, what if it was you? That's right. And here's another thing. I'm going to break a paradigm. Because your parent has it doesn't mean you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Because of the work I do intuitively through the quantum pathic energy method, many of the people that I work with, they look at their, this is another really clear tool, they look at their parents' life objectively, not subjectively, without wronging, without the baggage, and they'll see, well, how did they eat? What did they say? What was their mindset? What was their language? I call it wordology is your biology. Were they always really negative? And you can change that, and you do not have to get Alzheimer's. You don't. That's right. That's right. But it's it's do do you eat more healthy? Are you more aware, more conscious of what you're doing? And you know, but <laughs> I'm going to make this funny. You know, people say, "Well, I don't believe in channeling." No, I'm just giving this an example. I go, "Are you kidding? Haven't you channeled your parents when you said I'm never <laughs> going to say that?" And then you out of your mouth, I said, "That's what channeling is." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And you say, I'm never, never, never going to say it. And I'm going, and, you know, a few times I've said that. And then this this came out of my mouth. And, you know, where my mother is, I go, Mom, I must be channeling you from wherever you are because, oh, my God, I just said what I told you I would never say. And you would laugh at me. Exactly. And I just oh, said it. That is funny. Isn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And (laughs) And I'm sure everybody listening can relate. Exactly. And remember, we're coming from, and and I would love your audience to write this down, because I teach wordology is your biology. So when we're in the emotional body, which is in our computer brain, the left brain, over and over and over again, perception is the reception Mm. and deception of our conception. So perception is the reception and deception of our conception. It's not based on facts. So I teach people as Neo to look at it as the perspective. What are the facts instead of the emotional perceptions? Because our perception is, well, my dad used to be like this, or my mom, or my husband, or my wife, or whatever, and they're not that way now. So as Neo, you must change your vocabulary, your wordology, your mm. conversation with them. And one yes. of that first ways, again, is to let go of the role that you have them in or the label. Definitely. Because there's so much we don't know about each other. We don't because we're we're not talk to talk about it, you know, or even consider it. You know, how many parents are going to tell their children, you know, when I was 16, I had this dream of becoming something or other, and it mm-hmm. never happened. And so that stuff gets suppressed. Yes. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so 
So looking at it as that Neo, you will learn so much more about that person than you ever could have known if you get them out of the box, out of the label, out of the role. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, it's so true. We do that to everybody, <laughs> no doubt, and ourselves for that matter. So, in this yes. situation, it's it's so crucial to to the enjoyment of life, to enjoying our loved one, to helping them to enjoy life as you know as much as they can, and so on. You know. Yes, and 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 remember, they're the ones that have Alzheimer's. I mean, I work with people with cancer and depression and anxiety and you know, um, arthritis and all sorts of things. And I know that their families will get frustrated with them. But as they begin to utilize the tools, it makes such a difference. And with Alzheimer's, it's different because it's more challenging to have a conversation. But sometimes the conversation can happen just through touch, Mm -hmm. just through touch. Yes. Yes. As long like as you. no, go ahead. No, go no. As long as we allow them to be the person, right? That's right. And accept them where they are, and it, it's accepting them where they are in that increment of space, instead of trying to make them remember what is done. I have a saying, knowing at my deepest knowing, I cannot change the past. It's one second ago, but I can change the future and it's one second from now. Mm. And so when you get connected to yourself, you're going to create in that next moment a new future without the frustration. And it takes practice, there's no doubt about it, That's because right. again, we're we we wanty needy, which is wanty needy, that person to recognize us how we would like them to recognize us. But the truth is, they don't. They don't That's even right. really recognize themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Well, I just wanted to say, as far as the touch being communication, you know, for those that that really, uh, you know, go to the the full stretch of the disease, that really is all you have left for the communication. I mean, I I experienced this with my grandmother 20 years ago. And yes, I would chat with her also. But, you know, she really, you know, was quite out of it. So touch was really what kept us the most connected. Yes. And you know, a good place to connect is through the hands or the feet. Mm. I, I love essential oils. I love lavender yes. oils. I, I use a lot of uh, essential oils. But you know what you could do is you can take an essential oil. It could be lavender. It could be anything. And if you rub their feet, because that's sort of it's reflexology. And, mm-hmm. and the feet have connections to all parts of the body, and so do the hands. But there is something wonderful about having your feet rubbed. And so that can allow them, even if they're not talking very much, it still gives them a, a, a connection to themselves because touch is feeling. It's feeling. Yes. And it's very therapeutic also for the caregiver to do that because pretty soon when they transition, there's, it's like you said, there's no more touching. Mm-hmm. So if you do that, you can appreciate it. 
Very true. You know, this is not exactly the same, but I've communicated with people in comas who've come out of comas because mm-hmm. I did my techniques. Wow. They actually came out of the comas. Wow. And so in some state, in some way, it's like a living coma. Mm. Yeah, I, so I touch, agree with you. Yeah, so touch is very important because that is the last vestiges of connection and conversation without mm-hmm. words. That's right. Because they can feel it. If you love someone and you are rubbing their feet or their hands or even holding their heads if they will allow it. Mm. Just hold their heads. And don't you don't have to say anything. That's right. Just put some thera- therapeutic oils on your hands and hold their head. Hold their feet, hold their hands. Beautiful. You have to think about, isn't it? It certainly is. I know I'm taking a lot of notes here. Hope everybody else is. <laughs> yes. Lots to consider. That's right. That's right. Now, I have another question for you. Uh, you know, as we know, you know, not everyone may have a great history with the loved one with Alzheimer's, or even if they do, there's still, you know, there's still emotional baggage. And, and even just with the disease alone, you know, like you said, there's anger, there's guilt, uh, you know, shame, blame, you know, there's all kinds of things. So how how do we let go of that? Well, when we have the emotional baggage to them, remember, when we are in a contractual agreement with someone, it's a profile, and it's a behavior and a role we get into. So if they have been verbally or physically abusive when you were a child, knowing at my deepest knowing I can't change the past. So you can make a choice, not an emotional decision. You can uh, you can assist them in the best way you can, And you can also not assist them at all and walk away. I know that sounds harsh and hard-hearted, but remember, if there really is not any closeness and you are going to go there with anger and rage and spew all that frequency and vibration out of your body, then perhaps you consider hiring someone else to take care of them. Mm -hmm. I, I know that's outrageous to say, but sometimes that happens. And you cannot honor that uh, contractual agreement of abuse anymore. Right. But where the forgiveness comes is for you. And I say this, uh, and I teach forgiveness in a different way, Lori. F- uh, forgiveness simply means for me to give, forgive, for me to give myself the opportunity as the observer only to go back through this relationship with my parents and to see that they are more afraid than me. And they absolutely had no idea who I am as a child, and perhaps they never will. And so I am canceling the contract, so I no longer carry the emotional baggage of attempting to convince them who I am or to convince myself who they should have, could have, or would have been because you can't change the past. And to let go then of the hate or the anger or the disappointment Mm -hmm. because it will affect you. And disappointment is the emotional foundation of depression. 
and unrealistic expectations is the emotional foundation of anxiety. This this is huge, isn't it? It sure is. And so if we carry that stuff, then you can detach or you can even come to that person in their final stages and say your goodbyes. That, you know, I can't apologize to you, you can't apologize to me, but I'm going to do it for both of us. That mm-hmm. That it just didn't work out. But I'm not going to hold the hate and I am willing to say goodbye and complete the contract mm. in a very loving way. Very wow. practical, very profound. Does it take a, a, a sense for your own self to be uh, courageous and brave? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's better to do it while there's still a vestige of life in that person. That's to right. Say your goodbye, to say your goodbyes. And, you know, it, it just didn't work out. But I'm not going to hate you. I'm not going to resent you. I'm not going to wishy-wanty it had been different. Because knowing at my deepest knowing, I cannot change the past. And I can't have perceptions of you anymore because you can't have any perceptions. So perceptions aren't fact. Yeah. It's very freeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've actually I've actually been there with clients when they went through that completion and they walked away freer wow. and had to process then the sadness but it but it did go away. That's right. That's right. Isn't that exciting? Well, it's very exciting. Wow. <laughs> now how about for for most of us which um, you know, have had, you know, at least, uh, you know, a decent relationship, if not a whole lot better than that, um, with a parent or, or whomever. Um, how do we let go of the guilt that comes up with this disease and, and a lot of the other difficult things, the shame, the blame, the, um, you know, the, the dis- disappointment and whatnot? Well, to let go of the guilt, what would be the point? Because you can't change what happened. You can't say what you said to them in the past. You can't change it. They can't say to you that they're sorry. But you can say to them, even if they're in those stages where they're not cognitive, you know what, you know, it's time to let this go. Um, I, I can apologize. I can even apologize for you. But I cannot carry guilt because we did exactly what we did, because there's no shoulda, coulda, wouldas. I I could have done something different, I should have, or I would have. But the fact is, the perception is you shoulda, coulda, woulda, but the fact is you can't. But now you have the opportunity in the stages of Alzheimer's or the stages of disease to do that forgiveness simply means for me to give myself and take it as an opportunity and let go of guilt because it is a waste of your life. It is a waste of your energy and it lowers your frequency and vibration really low. It will affect your own immune system and you can get sick. It's not worth it because that sadness or disappointment can lead to depression and it can lead to drugs. You know, I'm not talking street drugs, but prescription drugs, that's going to make it worse. 
Right. So, and, and remember I said about looking at their life without wronging them. Your brain is fat cells. It is. If somebody tells you you're a fat head, say thank you very much. That's right. And so, <laughs> so, so fat cells hold toxins. And so the toxins can be chemical or they can be created through emotions that make the chemistry in your brain have issues. Mm. which can lead to Alzheimer's. I'm not kidding you. So it, it, in what some doctors describe that I do is psychoneuroimmunology. So it's the psychic, mm. it's the neurology, and it's the immunology, the immune system. So if we are constantly in a state of guilt or blame or shame, that is processing and it's actually making the brain toxic. Our mm. thoughts can be toxic because our thoughts are physical. Right. Everything about us is physical. Everything. Every part of us. So if you're holding on to that, you have to observe your own self. Why am I doing this? What is the point? That's right. That's right. Do you see what I mean? What is the point? That's right. There is no point. Yeah. And so that is a paradigm shift. And from from belief systems to consciousness. So we all have belief systems, and I always ask everybody this, not writing it or wronging it. What, what's the first letter of the word belief? B. What's the first letter of the word system? S. B. S. There you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so now you've got to believe in yourself, and you also have to look at the decades in which these individuals are born. And I always pick on the 1950s without wronging it, but the 1950s was actually one of the most dysfunctional decades on this planet. It was, mm. if you don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. My way or the highway. Everything is black and white. You know, and this is what you're supposed to do. And it was Ozzy and Harriet. And I'm telling you, it was more like Ozzy Osbourne. But nobody knew that. <laughs> 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 because it was created by an ad agency. And we were all attempting to, to go. So... So if it, it didn't work out, that was a grow up, get married, have children, live happily ever after. But mm-hmm. no one ever asked, after what? After what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what's going on here? And so they could have been brought up in very restrictive or rigid belief systems. And so they might have some dreams outside of that. I remember mm. this movie, Billy Elliot, where... You know, he was in a coal miner's town, you know, in Europe, yes. I don't know which way. And remember, he would like to be a dancer. Exactly. But, idea, but their idea was to grow up and be a miner. So what would happen if perhaps that Alzheimer patient grew up on a very rigid belief system that they were supposed to do something because of that's what their parents said. So when I'm working with new parents, I laughingly say when I'm in the delivery room with them, now don't talk to this child for the next 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Just listen and learn. Mm. So it's not belief systems are right or wrong, but we don't know why they're forgetting because perhaps there were things in their heart that they would have liked to have done and they were told this is how you're supposed to do it or this is how our family does it or our ethnic background or where we live in the world. This is what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? No doubt. No doubt. Mm. Yes. Wow. Mm. So there's a lot of food for thought in here 
for what we have talked about today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. All right. Anything else that you'd like to add? Because we are running out of time, believe it or not. It went so quickly. I know. Well, one thing I would say is becoming the observer, start coming from your heart so that you can let go of any disappointment or or even hate that might be stored in your body or frustration. Remember, just honor the patient, the person as a person and and let them out of that role mm. so that you can get out of that role. And remember, the last way of communication is through touch and come from your heart. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, and live your life. And, and live your life. And don't be in fear you're going to get it because you don't have to. That's right. That's right. And, re- and remember, it's a person. Pretty cool, isn't it? Exactly. And it's someone you love. It's not just a person, you know, it's that that extra thing. It's somebody that you love. Yes. uh, You know, except for maybe some rare situations or whatever. Yes. But love them for who they are in the moment, Mm -hmm. not who you want you needy them to be from the past. Because they just did the best and worst they could with what they knew and didn't know. And so did you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a work in progress for all of us in every area of our lives. Let's face it, you know. Absolutely. And these yeah. tools work in all the areas of your life. They do. Exactly. And you know what? And just be grateful as that caregiver that you're alive and you have the opportunity uh, to experience someone else's experience that's but right. without getting emotionally attached to it. Exactly. And and you know and lo- the, Go ahead. No. And lo- and love yourself. Exactly. Mhm. Got to do that. But you know, you don't know what issues this is healing for your own self. Exactly. That's you know, I mean, we don't know what's in it for us. Um, we may never even recognize it, or we might recognize it in the future or whatever, but, uh, you know, something good is coming of it for us, you know, so we just have to be open to that, too. And I loved what you said about the guilt, um, and I just wanted to uh, repeat that a little bit, because, you know, there's guilt that comes up with this disease, you know, am I doing enough or, you know, you know, if you have to have an aide come in or, you know, sometimes you end up having to put someone in a nursing home or whatever. And there's just so much guilt around it. And, and I just love what you said, that it's a waste. It lowers your vibration. It makes you sick and you have to just get rid of it. So I love exactly. that. Thank you. Thank you so oh. much. And I it's just for the whole thing, I thank you for your own spin on this whole topic, your expertise, your uh, concept. I just love the NEO. Love it, love it, love it. Wow. Okay, so you have a nice free gift for us. How about sharing that, please? Yes, it's a great gift. It's called Getting Your Answer in 10 Minutes or Less. And mm, it's an it. e-book that I wrote, and it will give you some explanation. And I know you will love it. And please you can you, please share it with your family, your friends, coworkers. If, if that resonates to you, please share. Because my whole focus is assisting people to be more conscious, 
to love themselves and have a healthy life and a prosperous life mm-hmm. so that you can create, implement, manifest, and actualize the life you require, desire, and deserve. Wow. <laughs> Sounds very good to me. I'm there. <laughs> I'm definitely there. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you again, Sherry. It was an honor and a pleasure. And wow, there's a, a lot of great stuff in there. And you know what? It really is all simple stuff, which I really like too. You know, great explanations. But when you get to the core of it, it's it's a very simple tool. So love it. And it and it works. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And, thank, um, you. And I, thank you. And I invite people to go to my website. If I can tell them my website, sure. I would love it. Absolutely. It's a quantum pathic, big word, quantum pathic. It's the quantum path I see within me. So it's quantum, Q-U-A-N-T-U-M-P-A-T-H-I-C, quantumpathic.com. And, uh, again, I work with clients all over the world, and probably 20% of my clients I've never met in person. But we, But we love it, and mm-hmm. they love it. Absolutely. So thank, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Same to you. And a special thank you to the listeners. I trust that Sherry's ideas and concepts will go a long way in supporting you and your loved ones as well. So thank you all. Namaste. Peace and blessings.